And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. How is everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports, episode number 28. It's your good friend Jimbo. Nope, no king this week. Schedules kind of conflicted with each other. I actually had to uh, take my truck to get uh, inspection and stuff like that. Got home late. So, uh, so no king this week, so no, uh, no long rants. Well, I may have a rant or two uh, in me. It's uh, two or three of the topics we'll, we'll be talking about uh, this week. We're going we're gonna to touch on uh, Carson Wentz, uh, injury that came about, uh, I believe it was yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, what that means to the Eagles season, what does that mean for, for him? with his contract coming up and stuff like that. Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on Conor McGregor's coach, uh, his comments about McGregor. Um, and also, earlier today, there's a rumor that came out about the playoff uh, for, for the college possibly being expanded. Now, if you guys listened to me and King last week, we talked about that a little bit. Um, how could they do it, and, you know, would it be six, would it be eight teams, but we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, before we get into the show, uh, fi- find me on Twitter, at Sports. follow us, the, the show itself, at ST Sports Podcast, and head over to King's Twitter, too, as well, it's King of Skunk Duck. He also has some, uh, some shirts over there, uh different types of, you know, sports and wrestling and just different sayings also, too. So, uh, head over there, take a, take a look at some of his shirts and maybe buy some. But, uh, so we'll start small. I mean, I know, you know, if you guys have listened to us every now and then, we would talk a little bit of uh, UFC or mixed martial arts and uh, normally save it to the end, but... It was a slow uh, sports week this week, so I mean, it was kind of hard for hard for me to, to find some uh, stories to, uh, to talk about. And as a Conor McGregor fan, um, you know, obviously he hasn't been fighting as much lately the past couple of years. He just unveiled his Irish whiskey uh, earlier this year. Proper, twel- uh, proper number 12 whiskey, which I have yet to try. Um, hopefully soon I'll try it. Maybe maybe I'll buy a bottle for New Year's. But uh, I found it interesting that his coach, his longtime coach, John Cavanaugh, uh, John came out this past uh, week and said that uh, basically Connor's going to have to really convince him to come back and corner him. this uh, article I, I have um, from Yahoo Sports quoted Kav- Kavanaugh saying, well, he would certainly have to convince me to do it again. He went on to say, you know, he, he, yeah, I love him. I love the whole journey we had, but I need a good why. It might be Diaz again because he promised that fight. It might be a rematch with Habib, but if it was just, well, they want me to fight that guy, I think I'd say, I wish you the best. 
Now all this is interesting because it sounds like Kavanaugh to me in the background is tired of Connor you know uh, not worrying about the fights anymore. Um, if you watch the documentary that I believe was on Netflix with uh, Connor about Connor Kavanaugh does not like how Connor is a trash talker after his first or second fight uh, pro fight I believe before even UFC he was going to kick Connor completely out of the gym uh, off the team just because he, he doesn't like that type of uh, fighter now Obviously, he stuck with him, and I'm sure he made a boatload of money with all the fights that uh, Connors won, um, even lost. I mean, the, the Floyd Mayweather fight, he you know made millions and millions of dollars, which turns out helped uh, pay for the the investment into the whiskey business. But when Connor lost to Habib, one of the comments that Connor made said, I, you know, he, he'll he ask for the rematch against Habib, but if they don't give him the rematch, he'll fight any top 5, 10 guy. Which sounds like to me that Connor is okay with taking a step back, um, kind of get back into the game, get back into the flow of it. But Kavanaugh doesn't want that. It seems like he just wants the, the, the high-profile fights now. Uh, not necessarily the money fights, but something to, to kind of light that fire also in Kavanaugh's you know, belly. Um, if it comes down to it that Kavanaugh doesn't corner him, I'm curious to see... One, how Connor does, because obviously we've seen ever since the Chad Mendez fight, he has a tough time against um, against wrestlers, uh, fighters that have wrestling backgrounds. And Habib obviously is a, a lot better fighter than, um, well, a lot better wrestler than Chad Mendez is. Obviously, a fighter because he's the champ. And he exposed Connor fully. That if you know how to wrestle, you could beat Connor. Key is to not get tagged by that left hook. So if Connor has to go with a new coach, and uh, I, I believe Kavanaugh has been his coach since 2008, so almost 10 years. So. You're going back to the drawing board, basically, and trying to learn a new, new way of training with a new coach. You might not like his way of training, and it'll be interesting to, to see exactly what happens with uh, with Connor, with Connor's career. Um, you know, he has two kids now. Does he keep fighting? You know, when he first came onto the scene, he was fighting two, three times a year. Now here it is past three four years he's only fought two or th 
two or three times. He fought Floyd uh, two years ago, and he fought Habib just a few months back. And before Floyd, I believe it was a year before that, is when he fought um, was it Jose Aldo. I mean, just just the fact that you gotta stop and think. Uh, how, you know who, who his last few opponents were, just shows how often he fights anymore. And again, you know that might be another reason why Kavanaugh doesn't want to back him is because Connor might be coming across to Kavanaugh that he just doesn't have that that fire to fight anymore. And with two kids, a wife, if your head is not fully in. To the fight game, you could get severely hurt. Almost like, you know, uh, Rocky Four. Yeah, Rocky Four with Apollo Creed. You know, he thought it was just a uh, exhibition fight, Apollo Creed did, and got killed. Now, I understand that's a movie, but it does happen in combat sports. Look at Tim Hag uh, a couple years back, boxing, died in a boxing ring. Now, I believe actually that one was an exhibition fight too. So it'll be interesting to see um, what Connor's career going forth, you know, will be. While we're on the MMA topic too, got a little, a little bit of a rant or a, a gripe I want to get off my chest because. I'm getting tired of hearing about the whole is this fighter the greatest of all time? Max Holloway fought Brian Ortega uh, last Saturday defended his belt and won um, I believe uh, by choke and they're already labeling Max Holloway is he the greatest featherweight champion? Now here's the thing they said that about Jose Aldo he was. It just, he got old, the game caught up to him. Connor came in, beat him. Now, Connor also beat Max Holloway. So, how can you say Max Holloway is the greatest of all time for the featherweight division when he got beat by Connor? Shouldn't Connor be the greatest of all time? I think in sports, we. We throw the phrase greatest of all time around too loosely. It just seems uh, another example. Uh, UFC. Heavyweight division. Randy Couture. Definitely, without a doubt, one of the greatest of all time for that division. Brock Lesnar comes in, defeats him. Is he the greatest of all time? Cain Velasquez comes in, beats him. Is he the greatest of all time? But with Brock Kane, Junior Dos Santos, who's another one, they only won two or three fights before they start to kind of decline or got hurt. Kane Velasquez hasn't fought in how many years? Lesnar is still on suspension for steroids or PEDs, whichever you want to call it. Um, they said that about Steve Miocic. Now they're saying about Daniel Cromier who can't beat John Jones, even though John Jones was on PEDs and cocaine and whatever else he got popped with over the years. 
back in the day, I think, greatest of all time, that phrase meant something. Nowadays, it just doesn't seem like it. So, you know, is, is Max Holloway the greatest of all time for featherweights? No. That title has to go to either Jose Aldo or Conor McGregor. Like I said, Conor beat Jose at the end of his career, even though Jose's still fighting. Those two are up there. Um, heavyweights, you gotta go with Randy Couture, Mark Coleman, you know, some of the original guys. Because they, they were consistent with, the, with their defense, uh, belts, and, and fighting activity and stuff like that. That's my little my little rant about uh, titles kind of being floated around a little bit too much. Next topic, uh, this this is going to lead to another rant, but it, this is uh, about Carson Wentz. So came out yesterday that. Uh, Carson was, was held out of practice due to um, back spasms. And then it came out that he may not be playing Sunday night against the Rams because of the soreness and the spasms. Well, came out today that after some tests, he has a fractured vertebrae and may miss the rest of the season. Um... The one thing that scares me was about this before I actually read uh, the details was I believe Tony Romo was the one that had the broken vertebrae too and two years later retired and now is in the, the booth. Um, so when Carson, so it came out that Carson uh, had a fractured vertebrae but the only good news was it does not need surgery. All he needs is time to, to heal it up, which, like I said, you know, you know, only three games left. We got Nick Foles starting. I would just shut him down for the year, and hopefully next year he comes back healthy. Now, this is the third year that he has had a full season. He has yet to play a full season with the Eagles. Every year he's been hurt. Last year was a blown ACL. This year is going to be back. The first year was a game or two for a concussion or back injury maybe even. Um, But that's his style. He's a very physical quarterback. Likes to run. uh, Likes to scramble. That's just how he is. Now, the thing that... uh, Obviously, you guys know I'm an Eagles fan. The thing that bothers me is there's a lot of Eagles fans out there that want to move on from him because he's not having a great year. He actually is not that bad this year. He's actually... Only has, I believe it was nine interceptions. And I started to see a lot of these Eagles fans bash him. Let's put Nick Foles back in there because he won us the Super Bowl. First off, Wentz got us to the playoffs. I'm sorry. 
Bulls only played the last two or three games of the season and stunk. We got lucky that we got the first round by, and he had an extra week to prepare. Now, what he did in the playoffs, I'm not taking that away from him. It was it was awesome. You know, I don't know if it was luck. I don't know if he just hit the, the right time, like peaked at the right time, but it worked. Came into this season, and what happened in the first two games? He stunk. So all these Eagles fans, so-called fans, that want to bash Wentz because our team stinks, here's some stats for you. Here's something to look look to next time uh, the Eagles play. And I brought this up multiple weeks. When we run Josh Adams, and I'm not saying he's a superstar, but when we run him at least 20 times a game, we win. Our offense moves the ball. Our defense plays well. If you're a newbie fan, newbie to football, here's the thing. A running game is your best offense for a defense because you're chewing up clock, you're keeping your defense fresh for later in the game. I mean, look at the, look at the uh, this past week. The time of possession was, I think they said two to one. It was like 40 minutes for the Cowboys and 20 minutes for us. Dig into it. Josh Adams had six rushes. And those six rushes, he had six yards of carry. Six yards of carry. You run at once, you're second and four. You could do a run, a play action, or pass. But when you're only passing first down, passing second down, well, and, you, and you don't get the yards, and now you're third along, you're forced to pass. So the person that we should be firing or getting rid of is our offensive coordinator. He is terrible. Me personally, with you know this little bit of uh, news that happened this past week with the, the Vikings, Firing, um, I'm gonna pronounce his last name wrong, but John Del, how do you say Delafliplio? Hire him. If not, then give it to Deuce Staley. He was up for the offense coordinator, who I think should have got it to begin with. You named him assistant head coach. He's gonna be gone in two years as an offense coordinator, or maybe. A head coach. He likes to run the ball probably because I mean he used to be a, a running back and most players that become coaches tend to um, favor more of what they're used to which is obviously with him running. And Doug Peterson also said Josh Adams is the LeGarrette Blount of last year. And that's why our team was so successful last year, because of the running game. Now, we also did have all the injuries. And that's what dawned on me this past, uh, this past week with the game. For us to be, at the time, um, a 500 team, with all the injuries that we had, just at cornerback alone, 
they, they said this past week that the two starting cornerbacks that started for us were the 15th starting cornerbacks for us. No team can survive a 500 season with that type of um, injuries. And that's just the corners. You have Jordan Hicks out. We have Wentz out now. Um, Jason Peters was out, I believe, a game. Darren Sproles was out weeks. Um, what, 10 weeks, I think? Jay Ajayi. We're, we're picking running backs off of uh, practice squads from other teams. And for a team to be only 500, that's actually pretty impressive. And that has to be more coaching on Doug Peterson and, and Jim Swartz. I know Jim Swartz is going to be um, up for some head coaching jobs. I hope Philly keeps him around for at least in one more year. Get all our starters back and try to do one more run. Because even if we make the playoffs for as a wild card, I don't think I don't see us get past the wild card uh, wild card round. It, it, and if it does, if we do, and Nick Foles is our, our quarterback again. You know, so be it. And don't get me wrong, I like Nick Foles. I, I think he's a good quarterback. It was smart of us to keep him around, even though I know in the beginning of the year I said that we should have traded him and got something for him. But this is just not our year this year. Just too many injuries, um, bad play calling by our offense coordinator. And I just wish some of these fans, or so-called fans, would sit down and really, really think about it. Like, why why is so-called Wentz bad? He's not. When your QBR is 100 every game, how can you be bad? You know. So one of the last things I'm going to talk about today, and this part I kind of wish King was here, kind of get back into the, the little bit of a, a debate is the possibility of the college football playoff expanding to eight teams. Now, this article I saw, um, I believe it was earlier today, um, and it, if you guys follow me on Twitter, or King, you know, I tagged him in, in the article, and this article is from uh, DailyStart.com. It says uh, several influential voices in college football are reportedly ready to discuss increasing the number of college football playoff teams from four to eight. According to Nicole Arbach of the Athletic, CFP expansion has received a groundswell off support with hopes that the change can happen before the current contract with ESPN expires in 2026. It's an, it's an appropriate thing to begin thinking about, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Lust told Arbach. Despite receiving less criticism than its predecessor, the BCS, it still has created many issues and controversies. There isn't enough space for a representative from each of the Power 5 conferences and it has left virtually no path to a championship for schools from smaller conferences. Now, me personally, I would like to see it 
go to an 18 playoff. I know I've seen, when this came out, I know I've seen a lot of um, fans and, and sports writers say, well, if they go to the 18, then one, one team from each conference should, be, should get an automatic bid. So whoever wins their conference should be an automatic bid. And then the other three spots would be basically get voted in, like how we do now for the top four. My only, like, I'd be okay with that. My only issue would be with the automatic bids for um, the conferences, the five main conferences. What happens if a team wins a conference and, say, is ranked 16th? Or, 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 you know, 12. Like, for example, the American Athletic Conference has USC, Temple, Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis, Tulane. They're the only ones that actually have a winning record. Obviously, UCF is, is ranked. Temple isn't. Cincinnati isn't. What happens if Temp What happens if, if Houston beats U uh, UCF, who's not ranked? They make it, and you will have say. I'll use Notre Dame for example. You know, we weren't sure if Notre Dame was definitely going to get in this this year. Notre Dame is number three, so you're saying Houston should be in over number three? I'd be okay with. The automatic bids for the conferences, as long as there's some stipulations. Say you have to be a top 10 team. And if you're not a top 10 team, then that conference gives up their spot. And instead of having three spots to get voted in, it would be four spots get voted in. Or the way I think they should do it is how they do it now. You just vote in the eight best schools that you think deserve to be in there. Which again if you guys follow King, he posted who would uh what the games would be this year. And I'll tell you what there would be some interesting games um, other than the Alabama game. Uh, I'm pulling the rankings up now to, uh, to kind of tell you guys who it is. So if they went the top eight teams, like I said, I think they should go as, you would have Alabama against UCF. That would, well, I mean, that would be interesting just because of uh, the whole we're national champions last year. Then you would have Clemson against Michigan, potentially a good game. Notre Dame against Ohio State, I think that would be a really good game. 
Oklahoma against Georgia. That one and that one could be a good game too as well. So, I mean, really, the Bama UCF, I, I think Bama would blow them out. Um, but the other games, I think, would be really entertaining. Now, if you if you did the eight, so right now we do top four, and we do December 29th, and then I'm pretty sure it'd be the following week. You would have to do. You would almost have to get rid of the conference championship uh, week. Make that your your first bowl games, and then two weeks later start the, basically the playoffs. I think I, I really think they should should go to eight, just because, like I said, also it would eliminate the the argument that you know say Notre Dame would have to. Well, it, Notre Dame would have to join a conference, and that's if they made the one stipulation that um, conference titles don't matter. But if they do say if you um, win your conference, excuse me, maybe that would push some of these schools that aren't part of a conference to join a conference and win their title and get the automatic bid, or take the chance and try to get voted in so it's definitely interesting um, like the article said the uh, the contract they want to try to get done before the contract which is up in 2026 I think you're gonna see this happen within the next two year uh, two years I don't think it's gonna happen next year I don't think there's enough time and uh, I think it would be a lot more interesting, like I said, with those games, with how the rankings are right now, it could be could have been a very exciting college football year, even though it is now. It really actually was. So, but I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at JimboSTSports. Follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. And head over to King's uh, Twitter at King of Skunk Duck. I'm your good friend Jimbo, signing out. See you.